booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Good Friday morning. Welcome to the 77 WBC Early News. I am not Deb Valentine. I am Frank Diaz with your new sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. As I stand here tonight, equality and democracy are under assault. President Biden in a fiery speech in Philadelphia says equality and democracy are under assault by MAGA Republicans. The judge overseeing the case involving former President Trump and the DOJ is asking for a detailed list of seized property from Mar-a-Lago. Mayor Adams is defending NYPD officers after a woman was punched in the face during a chaotic arrest in Harlem. Another viral video shows a woman being dragged out of an access ride and a good Samaritan getting injured trying to help. Mayor Adams also saying there will be door-to-door checks for gun permits after the city's new gun restrictions. President Joe Biden sounding the alarm on what he views as extremist threats to the nation's democracy from the rest of forces of Trumpism. In a speech last night, he's framing the November elections as part of an ongoing battle for the, quote, soul of the nation. In the speech from Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Biden called out the large number of Trump supporters who have denied the 2020 election results and sown doubt about future contests. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. He said the Republican Party of 2022 is partly dominated, driven, and intimidated by Trump and his acolytes. In a free speech rebuttal in Scranton, Pennsylvania, House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy accused the president of trying to disparage hardworking Americans. Well, a federal judge has appeared to give a boost to former President Donald Trump's hopes for appointing an outside legal expert to review government records seized by the FBI. U.S. District Judge Eileen Cannon questioned the Justice Department's arguments that Trump couldn't make the request and that it would needlessly delay the investigation. But she didn't rule the request yesterday, saying she would do so later on. She also ordered the release of a detailed list of the property seized during the FBI search at former President Trump's South Florida residence. Lawyers for Trump say the appointment of a special master is necessary to ensure an independent inspection of the documents seized by the FBI during the August 8th search of Mar-a-Lago. Former Vice President Mike Pence was on Cats at Night, hosted by 77 WBC owner and operator John Katsimatidis. The American people deserve the truth. This was an unprecedented act. No former president has ever been subject to a search warrant of his personal residence in history. And therefore, this requires unprecedented transparency. The Justice Department has said that an appointment is unwarranted because investigators have completed their review of potentially privileged records. Well, Mayor Adams is defending NYPD officers this after a woman was punched in the face during a chaotic arrest in Harlem. The department released body camera footage from Tuesday's incident showing a woman attempting to kiss a man while he was being arrested for allegedly carrying a ghost gun. She can be seen slapping an officer as he tries to swat her away from the scene before he allegedly hit her, causing her to fall to the ground. Here's Adams. The young lady came, smacked the police officer. The police officer responded. I think those officers on the scene showed great restraint. They did what the system called for. They didn't turn off their body cameras. That's why we have footage of what happened. Mayor Adams 
condemned all of, commended, excuse me, all officers involved, adding that the situation is under investigation. You can see the video on our Twitter account at 77WBC Radio. Well, a good Samaritan who rushed to the aid of a 78-year-old woman who was dragged out from an accessoride vehicle in Brooklyn is speaking out about what he witnessed, calling it sad for the world. The video posted online appears to show the driver pulling the woman from his car by her legs and leaving her on the street in Marine Park. Police say the woman got into a dispute with the driver after he missed the drop-off point for a physical therapy appointment. She asked if he could go around the block and dropped her off directly up front. That's when he decided to get out of the car and to physically remove her from it. The passerby, Ezra Halawani, stepped in front to confront the driver, who then drove away and hit him with the car, causing some bruising to his arm. He spoke he was to, trying to get ABC7. He was trying to get away with her phone, and not because he wanted to steal her phone, but because he didn't want her to be able to call somebody for help. He pulled out and made a sharp left, which is how I got hit. The driver had the woman's phone with him, and Halawani got it back before the driver drove away. Medics took both the woman and Halawani to the hospital. The woman is now resting at home while her family is requesting privacy. They say she's rattled and thankful that Halawani stepped in to help. Well, Mayor Adams says police officers will employ good old-fashioned methods of investigation like knocking on neighbors' doors. This is part of background check requirements on potential gun permit holders included in New York's new gun safety law. State officials added extra requirements for individuals seeking concealed carry permits that take effect that took effect yesterday in the wake of U.S. Supreme Court's decision that overturned the 1913 state law. Adams appeared on MSNBC. I know what it is uh, to have guns in the hands of not only dangerous people, illegal guns, but even innocent people. Uh, we saw what happened in uh, Florida when we had a young man shot. Uh, merely because he was basically wearing a hoodie. Uh, having a gun uh, is not a way to keep a city uh, safe. Well, preceding President Biden's speech yesterday, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was repeatedly asked to answer for Biden likening former President Donald Trump's extreme MAGA philosophy to semi-fascism. Well, asked whether the Biden administration was concerned it may be stoking the divisiveness that the president was trying to heal Jean-Pierre said that Biden is never going to shy away from calling out what he sees. She tried to clarify that Biden's criticism was directed at those extreme MAGA Republicans, those who hold office, is what she said. We feel like we've touched a nerve, right, when when folks are, are, are saying uh, that we're, we're trying to be div- divisive or that we're talking about millions of voters. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about MAGA office holders. According to a Quinnipiac poll that was released yesterday, Biden's approval rating is hovering around 40 percent, up from a dismal 33 percent approval rating in July. Biden's trip to Philadelphia is just one of his three to Pennsylvania within a week. was a sign of the state's importance in the midterms with competitive state Senate and governor's races. Trump also is planning a rally this weekend in Scranton where Biden was born. Well, legal experts say that the outcome of Thursday's hearing is not particularly important given the evidence presented by the government and a filing seeking to block that appointment in that Donald Trump Mar-a-Lago case. Some say it shows the U.S. Department of Justice may already have enough to indict the former president. Former U.S. Attorney Andy McCarthy told the National Review that the DOJ filing shows that the government obtained a subpoena that required Trump and his lawyers to hand over all documents in his possession bearing classified markings. He added that at no point did Trump or his representatives claim to investigators that he had declassified them. Andy McCarthy was also on Cats at Night.
as far as a legal matter is concerned, it's kind of a straight-up false statements case. I think they could bring it and win it, but there's also a lot of downside to prosecuting a former president, not least that it shows the two-tier justice system we have because what they'd be talking about prosecuting him for is what they let Hillary Clinton get away with. Well, Trump has said that he cooperated with FBI requests to hand over documents that belong to the government. McCarthy also wrote that the FBI had shown that the Trump team only met with the FBI after it was forced to by a grand jury subpoena. Well, Joe Rogan's declaration over the weekend that he planned to vote for Republican Party candidates because of Democrats' errors in their management of the COVID pandemic has ignited calls to boycott his streaming home, which is Spotify. Well, the host of the Joe Rogan Experience told his guest, who was Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers last week, that he and others should vote Republican. No one who was alive today had ever experienced a true pandemic. And I'm hoping that now that this is over, people are going to, you know, recognize that some serious errors were made and not repeat those. That's the best you can get out of it. So what do you tell those people? Vote Republican. (laughs) The two men agreed that Democratic governors and state legislatures imposed mitigation members and lockdowns that were deemed to some to be heavy handed, such as closures of businesses, restaurants and schools. A group called Occupy Democrats tweeted in response that Rogan was, quote, ignorantly urging Americans to back the GOP as a form of supposed payback for businesses closing down due to the pandemic. Dangerous rhetoric as the GOP embraces full fascism. Rogan in the past has come under fire for some controversial statements such as vaccine skepticism and interviews with conspiracy theorists such as Alex Jones from Infowars. Well, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot has slammed Texas Governor Greg Abbott as a racist after he announced he'd be busing illegal migrants to the city. Lightfoot attacked Abbott despite repeatedly bragging that Chicago is a sanctuary city as it witnessed the arrival of 60 people on Wednesday. I'm happy to take uh, and drain Texas of all of its residents. I wouldn't want to live in a state with a governor like that. I certainly wouldn't want to live in a state um, where they are doing everything they can to strip people of their basic rights. And let's not forget about what they've done uh, to women and others who are seeking reproductive health care. Texas has bused more than 7,000 migrants so far to Washington, D.C. and New York since April, spending nearly $13 million on the initiative. There are also sanctuary cities which claim to offer additional protections to illegal immigrants, but the sudden influx has begun to strain the services the cities can offer. Abbott says he wants to give those Democrat-run cities a taste of what lax border policies are doing to towns and the Lone Star State. Well, Pennsylvania Democratic Senate nominee John Fetterman hired two convicted murderers to workers for his campaign, and his Republican opponent in the state's November election, Dr. Mehmet Oz, claims it shows he's soft on crime. According to the Philadelphia Inquirer, Dennis and Lee Horton, two brothers who were convicted of murder in 1994 and serving life sentences in a Pennsylvania prison before being pardoned by the state in 2021, were hired by Fetterman's campaign as field organizers. The Fetterman campaign's filings with the Federal Election Commission shows the brothers have been receiving payments from the Fetterman campaign since late last year. In a statement, Oz's communications director, Brittany Yannick, called on Fetterman's campaign to fire the Horton brothers, claiming Fetterman consistently puts murderers and other criminals ahead of Pennsylvania voters. Oz has repeatedly criticized Fetterman. Here he is on Fox earlier this week. Democracy needs candidates who actually listen to the voters, 
answer their questions and are accountable to what they've said. But he takes radical stances and he's not willing to stand up and, and declare why he has taken those far left stances. And- Fetterman, however, stood by the Horton's role on the campaign in a statement Thursday evening. A Russian news report said the chairman of the board of Russia's largest private oil company fell out of a hospital window and died. The circumstances of Ravel Maganov's death were unclear. He was chairman of the board of Luke Oil, which was one of the few Russian companies to publicly call for the end of Russia's military operation in Ukraine. Luke Oil's statement said Maganov passed away after a severe illness but did not give details. The state agency task said Maganov committed suicide while being treated at a central clinical hospital. 77 WABC time check coming up on 515. Look, it's Justin Alex sitting down doing our sports reports. Hey, Justin. Yeah, well, I'm definitely not standing up there, Frank. Thank you very much. I am Justin Alec here with your early news sports update. How can you tell that this Mets team might be different for the first time since September of 2011? New York has taken a series from the Los Angeles Dodgers as they capped off the series victory with a 5-3 win in Queens yesterday. To boot, the last time the Dodgers lost consecutive games at City Field was July 2015. Something special about that year for the New York Mets. Chris Bassett was nailed for New York, allowing just two runs on six hits over six innings of a gritty work. Clayton Kershaw was arguably better, though, as he held the Mets to a mere one hit over five innings in his first start since August 4th. Due to the time between starts, the Mets just had to wait out Kershaw and his pitch count limit, and it was a one Francisco Lindor who was the first to cash in on the L.A. bullpen and tie this one up in the sixth. And Lindor cracks that one to right center field. Thompson won't get it. That goes up the gap and all the way to the wall. Marte digging for third. He's being waved home by Joey Cora. He will score without a throw, and it's tied. Francisco Lindor with the RBI double chasing home. Marte to tie the game at two. That call courtesy of SNY Lindor would ultimately score the go-ahead run on a Darren Ruff sacrifice fly later in the inning, and the Mets would look back as they prove they can hang with the best of them, taking two or three from the best team in baseball. They'll breathe a sigh of relief now as a much easier task awaits in the Washington Nationals. They'll be in Queens tonight to kick off a three-game set with New York. It'll be lefty David Peterson going up against Washington's Josiah Gray tonight at 7-10. As for the Yankees, fans were spared the misery for at least a day, given that the team had the day off. But they'll get right back to ruining our lives tonight as they kick off what's without a doubt their biggest series up to this point in the season. Three games in Tampa against the A.L.E.'s second-place Rays await the skidding Yanks, whose division lead has shrunk to just six games. To put it bluntly, in three days' time, things will either be much better or much, much worse. There is no in-between. Game one slated for 7.10 p.m. tonight. Domingo Herman going up against Tampa's Jeffrey Springs. And to the chagrin of New York, New York Knicks fans everywhere, the Cleveland Cavaliers suddenly swept in yesterday to acquire Utah Jazz star Donovan Mitchell in a blockbuster NBA trade. After New York New York's talks with the Jazz stalled temporarily Monday night, Cleveland aggressively pursued and acquired the three-time All-Star guard. Cavaliers are sending the Jazz forward Laurie Markkinen, rookie wing Oche Akbaji, guard Colin Sexton, three unprotected first-round picks, and two pick swaps for Mitchell. Sources said. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Alec on 77 WABC. Thanks, Justin. Let's yep. head over to Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. Stocks off to a slightly better start in September. Today's key jobs report weighs on the market. Shopify cautious about new Amazon checkout. A new month of trading begins with mixed results. Stocks mostly higher at the end of yesterday. 
yesterday's session. The Dow and S&P both snapping four-day losing streaks. The Nasdaq dragged lower by NVIDIA stock that fell more than 7%. Investors honing in on today's August payrolls report one of the last major economic updates before this month's Federal Reserve meeting. Wall Street expecting 318,000 jobs added last month. No change to the 3.5% unemployment rate. E-commerce platform Shopify warning its customers against using new Buy with Prime feature on the app. Amazon rolled out the new one-click checkout feature for outside merchants, an effort, it says, to grow its partner's customer bases. Now, Shopify says the Buy with Prime option violates its own terms of service and puts users' online security at risk. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Taking a look at your Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ futures right now, all looking pretty flat this morning, maybe slightly higher. Gold up about a third of a percent at uh, $6 higher. Silver up about three-quarters of a percent. Crude oil about 2.76% at $2.39 higher at $89 a barrel. Well, more on that wild police video that we reported earlier. The NYPD Detectives Union may sue the 19-year-old woman who tried to interfere with her boyfriend's arrest in Harlem and was slugged by a city cop as a result. Well, DEA President Paul DiGiacomo told the Daily News that they are exploring a possible civil suit against Tamani Crum for slapping and shoving Detective Kendo Kinsey as Crum's boyfriend, Elvin James, was being taken into custody. Giacomo later appeared to walk back the allegation that Crum tried to grab a gun from James while cops were trying to arrest him, noting she could have done so. The Manhattan DA's office confirmed police didn't charge her with attempting to do so. As they took James into custody, cops say they recovered a handgun and baggie with 20 oxycotton pills. Oxycodone pills, excuse me. Records show that 22-year-old James is charged with resisting arrest and drug and, drug and gun possession and ordered held on three $100,000 bail. Well, a 25-year-old woman was fatally shot in the East Village yesterday morning. The victim was shot in the head along East 14th Street near Irving Place just after 5 a.m. Authorities believe she was walking home from work at IHOP on East 14th Street where she was shot. She was pronounced dead on scene. A man fled on foot north on Irving Place. No arrests were immediately made and the motive was unknown. While police only released a vague description of the suspect, Mayor Eric Adams revealed that the violence was not random. It appears as though the young lady was an intended target. Uh, we're unclear yet, uh, but we're going to continue. The investigation is still new. Um, we don't have much more than that at this time. Uh, but again, it really highlights what the governor and I uh, talked about yesterday and what we continue to talk about, uh, the overproliferation of guns on our streets and people using them for violent means. The 13th Precinct, which patrols that area, has not had any murders this year until back-to-back killings over the past two days. Well, a man in Brooklyn suffered serious injuries when he was attacked by a group and beaten with a baseball bat, as according to police. The incident happened in Crown Heights near St. John's Place and Ralph Avenue at 250 
in the afternoon back on July 31st. The three suspects were involved in some sort of an argument with the 31-year-old victim, and they surrounded him on the sidewalk, this according to police. One of the suspects, who appears to be a teen, began hitting the victim with a baseball bat. Two other suspects also punched the victim near or on the head, this according to some surveillance video that was released by police. The victim was hospitalized in critical condition with serious injuries, including a severe cut and swelling on the right side of his face. Police are still searching for the three suspects who are believed to be between the ages of 15 and 30. Well, police say a crew of thieves knocked a 68-year-old man unconscious during a $2,000 robbery at a Brooklyn subway station. And a 16-year-old girl was pulled by the hair and bitten on a Queens platform hours later. The older victim was inside the York Street F train station in Dumbo around 5.20 in the morning on Monday when six suspects who appear to be teenagers hit him multiple times and snatched his wallet holding the wad of bills. Cops say they also grabbed his cell phone. The victim lost consciousness and suffered bruising and swelling to the left side of his head. He was taken to Bellevue Hospital where he was listed in stable condition. Footage released by police late Tuesday showed four suspects leaving the station through the turnstiles. Cops released photos of six people wanted in connection to the attack. Well, in another subway attack around 830 in the morning in Queens yesterday, police say a woman approached a 16-year-old girl on the northbound platform of the 39th Avenue Dutch Kill Station. Cops say she tried to grab the teen's cell phone, but the girl managed to hold on to it. That sent the woman into a rage, punching the teen in the mouth, pulling her hair, and biting her on the hand, police added. That the attacker wore a yellow T-shirt and had short curly hair and glasses and then fled after the attack. The victim was not hospitalized but was left with a large cut in her hand from the bite. No arrests have been made in either case. According to the NYPD, figures last updated Sunday, nearly 1,500 crimes were reported within the city's transit system, up from nearly 1,000 reported during that same period in 2021. Well, an assistant principal at a Greenwich school has been placed on administrative leave as an investigation into hiring practices is underway. He was apparently being secretly recorded saying he'd prefer not to hire politically conservative staff, including Roman Catholics. The comments come appeared in a viral video that had sparked concern from Catholics as well as one of the town's best-known residents, the governor, that Lamont. Connecticut Senate candidate Laura Leora Levy spoke about it on Cats at Night earlier this week. He only wants young progressives who will mold children to their way of thinking. This is unconscionable, it is un-American, and it is illegal. A spokesperson for the State Department of Education confirmed on Wednesday that the agency will be opening an investigation based off of the allegations of misconduct. Well, if you're feeling like going to the movies this weekend on Labor Day... 77 WABC's Jacqueline Carr will tell you why tickets will be at a special price pretty much everywhere Saturday. Labor Day weekend, one of the slowest for movie theaters. Maybe that will change now that the Cinema Foundation's made September 3rd National Cinema Day. Big movie chains such as AMC, Regal, and others are charging just $3, even for IMAX and 3D movies. They're trying to drum up business after the pandemic and to compete with streaming. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. I guess I forgot to listen to the whole thing before the show aired, but that was cool. Thanks, Jacqueline. If you missed the Top 5 at 5 and other news, be sure to check it out on our website at wabcradio.com. Don't forget to buy some of our merch at wabcradiostore.com.
WABC.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority. PriorityGoldGuide.com.